Hello, friends, and welcome to Coach Cuts Corner. Streaming bright from Michigan's capital city, this podcast is dedicated to helping you better understand the who, the what, and the why of mental performance, personal growth, and Lansing Stars baseball. Coach Cuts Corner, brought to you by iWatch. In collaboration with Lansing Community College. And now here's your host, Stephen Cutter. Welcome back or welcome to Coach Cuts Podcast. I'm Stephen Cutter and today I'm joined in studio by Hayden Modaff. Coach Modaff is an assistant coach and our recording coordinator here. I'm also joined in studio by Chris Heggie, sophomore shortstop for the Stars and Division One commit. Welcome to the show, fellas. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So uh, let's get started a little bit. Let's talk about where you've come from, Chris. Yeah, so I'm from uh, Lake Orion, Michigan, 40 minutes uh, from Detroit. Did you have a, uh, a really good high school team? Uh, we had a decent high school team. We were a team that would constantly win our league, but we would struggle in playoffs. Coach Modaf, kind of wanted to talk to you because we're in about the middle of the Stars season right now. The mm-hmm. Stars are ranked anywhere from number three in the country to number six in the country, and though rankings are just nothing more than rankings in April, they're certainly in, in beginning to become more important. The Stars have played quite a few games. You know, if you looked at teams throughout the country that are in warmer weather climates. They certainly got a lot of games in long before we did. We were on a spring trip and, mm-hmm. you know, we were playing teams that had 15 to 20 games in. And now we're playing anywhere from six to eight games a week. And yeah. uh, the Stars are on a 20 game winning streak. And kind of what's been your impressions of the season so far as the Stars come in at 23 and five currently? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I think even when we were down in Mississippi and we took our lumps uh, in a couple games, uh, there were kind of growth moments and and viewing it from kind of the process, process-based outcomes, stuff like that, it really put things into perspective. And, and you know, one of the things is is our offense is, is a ton of fun to watch this year. It was a lot of fun to watch last year too, but this year it's kind of at a different level. And then, you know, when you look at the pitching side of things, it's maybe even more fun to watch our pitchers and what they're doing with – you know, we've got Hunter Shaw. He's, he's a freshman that, you know, he's only allowed one run in 26 innings now. It's it's wild what, what they're doing. I think we're at six shutouts already so far this year. Um, and, and gosh, I mean, I, would we have maybe one or two last year, something like that? It's kind of a whole team effort. And, and our defense is, you know, ranked, you know, 10th in the country right now in efficiency. So, it's success leaves clues for sure you know the offense is third and right around third in the country in Mm -hmm. offense so success really leaves clues and there's a lot of clues to be to be left with the stars it's it's been a good start to the season the weather has not been great at all no chris do you enjoy playing in cold weather i've I've seen you it looks like you basically have a snowmobile suit on at times when you're out there playing do you feel like that affects how you move and, and and then sometimes how you play I can definitely see that getting in the way. Um, I'm definitely someone who does not enjoy the cold at all. So I'm someone who has three layers on underneath my jersey and then maybe even more if I need it. Yeah. So I do find that sometimes getting in the way when you tighten up during the game. I mean, it's cold. So during the start of the game, you're usually pretty fine. But it gets towards that third, fourth inning and that cold really starts to set in and you kind of mm-hmm. stiffen up and... Yeah, with your undershirt stuff. You're using metal bats and, you know, you don't get one off the barrel. You certainly feel it more. And it's it's definitely challenging. But I think, you know, iron sharpens iron a little bit and it makes you a little bit stronger. And, you know, one of the things um, we'll talk about mental performance a little bit today. But one of the things that, you know, we're constantly talking about and thinking about is, you know, everybody's got to deal with it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. the other the other team has to deal with it, too. You know, the announcers have to deal with it. The the umpires have to deal with it and the coaches have to deal with it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm a solid three layer guy too. And, and usually it's not enough. I'm <laughs> usually fairly cold. So I'm trying to come up with ways in the dugout to generate some heat, you know, whether it's uh, artificial heaters or whatever we need to do, but the energy in our dugout is super special. Yeah. And, and you know, that's that, that helps for sure. But uh, you know, we we're starting to get into some warmer weather and with the warmer weather, 
you typically get rain and we in the Lansing area we had a lot of rain and we just went through something that was you know pretty pivotal in our program and our field flooded and caused a lot of damage and it was we've had to reschedule home games and and we've you know found a way to be able to do that and teams have been pretty accommodating with those scheduling but you know, I, I noticed that you've got a Band-Aid on your thumb. And, and do you want to talk about, you know, what's going on over there with the uh, Band-Aid? Yeah, so we had to brush off and rake off a ton of dirt out of the out, outfield yesterday. And uh, yeah. there was the, the warning track the, washed out and correct. basically uh, washed into our outfield. And so we had kind of and commandeered the uh the baseball players to get the, the dirt off. And so you're one of them. And, and so that's a blister you got going on over there. Yeah. No, you know, just a little adversity. It's some stuff okay. we like in the stars. We okay. love it. Day to day, you know, day to day, 10 day. So, you know, we dealt with the, our field, we've dealt with cold weather. We've, you know, we've dealt with different things. Mo, you touched on, you know, we had some adversity. We, we, we're playing the number one team in the country earlier in the season. I think it was, you know, w- within five games, our first five games, and yeah. we get walked off in the final inning. And, you know, it's just some crazy stuff has happened to this team. Yeah. And yet here we are, we're looking at, you know, seven weeks in or whatever it is. And, you know, we're, we're top five in the country. Uh, we've got a 20 game winning streak going. Is it, to you guys, is that more success leaves clues or, you know, what's going on with the program and, and kind of, you know, how are the, especially for you, Chris, how, how's the team handling, you know, winning 20 games in a row? Because baseball is a very superstitious sport. Do you have anything that you're doing the same to keep the streak going or are you not even thinking about it at all? Uh, it's definitely in the back of my mind, but it's not something that's a huge focus for me. Definitely. It's just taking it day by day. And staying in the same routine because the same routine is what's getting us the results. So nothing needs to change. So just keeping it day by day. So talking about baseball being superstitious, and we often talk about mental performance on the show. What are some of the things in the game that you're constantly seeing that's uh, very superstitious based with baseball players? Uh, Definitely seeing stuff like in the box. Uh, We have started doing stuff with the left left field foul pull and the right field foul pull which has been huge for us and I would even say for me too um, I've used it almost I mean I've used it every at bat so I mean having that with us to have a routine when you're in bat and to keep the mind calm is huge for hitters do you you step on the lines I do not never step on the lines I always try to jump over what about you Mo no no, never do. Really? Yeah, I, I do. I'm not afraid of the lines. I'll step on. No big deal. Okay, what other superstitions do baseball players have? Uh, I would say some superstitions we have is with our gloves. Um, I write some stuff in my glove that I love to look at. Keeps me mentally intact and everything. Is like that, that always changing, or is there, a, you know, one specific or one or two specific things that you have written in your glove? There's, there's two words that I like to say. It's uh, stay loose. Uh, I find myself. Mm-hmm in the field, especially uh, having a fast mind and speeding things up when I just need to stay loose and trust the process and do what I do. And do you carry your glove in, in your bag? I do not. It okay. always stays in my hand, never goes in my bag, so it gets, doesn't get smushed. So that's taboo to put your glove in your bag? Very much, I okay. would say so. Mm-hmm. Unless you have, there are some baseball bags that have a glove department. Okay. So you could let that one slide. Okay. What about you, Mo? Uh, I think Bobby Cavan wore the same undershirt every single practice last year. Okay. Don't know if that was superstition or just uh, poor just, uh, hygiene habits. Just didn't want to wash him. It might have been poor hygiene. Yeah. Well, we love Bob, and he's uh, doing well now at uh, Madonna. Let's talk a little bit about our core values in our in our program. We We have three core values, uncommon, selfless, and excellence. And we talk about those daily. It's not just words that go on a wall or a T-shirt, but we talk about, you know, being uncommon, being selfless and showing excellence in everything that we do, whether it's in the classroom, in the community, which we'll touch on here in a little bit, or in our normal everyday lives. How do you see that's kind of transformed our program, Mo? Yeah, I think, you know, just from, I remember when we walked in to, the first meeting we had this this year in August, 
and we were looking around and you looked at me and you said, gosh, we, we have a lot of freshmen and you can tell. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was a little absolutely taken aback by that where, okay, we've got a long way to go. And there are points this fall when we were driving around and playing games and giving up giant innings and scoring giant innings and all that. We're kind of riding this roller coaster where you're like, all right, we've got around into form all this, the doubt starts creeping in, the, the nervousness and all that. But then then you fall back on really what the core values are. And when you've got stuff that is clearly dis- defined, like what ours are, and you've got uh, the imagery of it, and you've got the process involved in, in getting them there, it, it becomes not easy. It's never easy, but it becomes a little bit more assured and it's something you can go to sleep at night and and sleep comfortably where you're like, it's coming and it'll get there. You just trust with it and, and hold yourself accountable. And I think we're super intentional about what Mm -hmm. we do and we define things as much as we possibly can. And we understand that, you know, it's more than just saying, trust the process that you've, you've got to be really intentional with what processes you have, because if you're doing the wrong processes, you can trust those all you want, but you're not going to get the the results that you hope to get at the end of the, the rainbow kind of deal. You know, you talked about how in August we had we felt like we had a lot of freshmen mm-hmm. and they had a long way to go. Chris, can you touch on that a little bit? The difference between say August last year when you were a freshman, you were straight out of high school, and then this year in, in August when you come in and you have you'd played summer ball, you'd you'd done a lot of training, you you were on a team that went to the College World Series, you were the starting shortstop last year, you know, you had a really good season. So you had that experience and you had you know, actually a lot more experience than regular college athletes, because if you can get to the college world series, that experience alone is so, so valuable. But can you talk about the differences when you walked in first as a freshman and then where you're at right now? Yeah, I could say the difference between then and now is night and day. Um, the mental performance training that I've had is, has been awesome. I've, when I first got here, I was like, kid who was all mental everything was up in my head I everything came from here so having the ability to train with mental performance was huge for me in order to uh, unlock my mental performance and really use it for an advantage in baseball because I mean baseball is a huge mental sport huge Mm, so being able to focus on that more which obviously earlier in my career was not a huge focus. It was all about the physical, being able to hit the ball hard. And when in reality, if you can do that, but being able to do that in game at a high percentage with your mental performance is what you need. And that's, that has been huge for me. And I think you can really be honest here, but you know, when we started that last year, when we were hired and we came in, uh, were you at times like looking around wondering, you know, what's going on? Because we were, we did a lot of different things for mental performance. We weren't necessarily the team that would go out in center field and have everybody lay down and take a picture of it and put it on Twitter. You know, that, that wasn't our thing, but we did a lot of different things and we put people in really uncomfortable situations where it involved silence or, you know, just thinking without having a screen in front of your face and having that kind of stimulation. Was it a little bit weird for you at first? Oh, no doubt. I mean, the first couple of weeks, it was definitely new and it was interesting. But after the first couple of weeks, I could see what it was doing and I could see that we could, if we were all in this together and we all worked at it, that it was going to be something huge. And it ended up being something huge. We were able to get to that World Series that year. Right. A team that really uh, was not didn't have a whole lot of backups, we could say. So yeah. it was huge. Yeah. I call that a special team, and that was certainly a, a very special team, and it was special for a lot of different reasons. And I think from the coaching standpoint, from our coaching staff, really could see that the team had not bought in right away. They were still trying to feel things out. Some had bought in, some hadn't. But really, by the time we got to May last year, it was a team that mm-hmm. if we said, uh, go walk through the Red Cedar River to get to the other side and then come back out and dry your feet off and put your cleats on, let's go to practice, the whole team would have done it. And, you know, I kind of go back to some of my coaching philosophies and I 
I believe that we can get our team to do anything. The the sticker to that is we just can't get you guys to do everything. So we have to be super intentional and very detailed about what we ask you guys to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we do a lot of things in the community. Once again, that is stuff that you just do not see on our social media. It's not stuff that once a year we do this or, or you know, every three months we do that. We do a lot of things. We have an incredible partnership that we've created with the KCS Angels. Chris, you're, you're one of the stars, part of the Stars 517 team that goes over there every Friday. What's that experience been like for you? It's awesome. I mean, as when I was in high school, I had the great opportunity of being able to work with special needs kids and stuff like that. So being able to do that on a different level and be almost like a role model to those guys is awesome. I mean, it's it's not it's something it's hard to explain. I mean, those guys, they love you there and they to do. have that support there is it's it's unmatched. I mean, they really just want to be treated normal and it's it is you i mean you you've said awesome a few times and it is it's it's incredible if you if you were to be there when the 517 team walks in on friday mornings the the place just lights up and you see people running to to you guys like paul and and the rest of them that are giving out hugs and you know, you'll ask Paul how long he's been waiting for us to show up and he'll say something like, you know, I've been waiting for 36 hours for you guys to show up all day, all day. (laughs) And that really transcends a whole lot of things because that is providing something that is so much more than us uh, working on our IO and things like that, which we work on our IO all the time, right, Mo? Yeah, can't hit fungos. And the Stars team is going out on Sunday to work with the East Lansing Little League and we'll be providing a clinic uh, coming up very soon for them. And that's for ages I, 8U to about 14U. Can you kind of speak on that when you get an opportunity to work with young kids? And I'll kind of wrap with you know how we ended up going to East Lansing's Little League. Yeah, um, last year we had um, the East Lansing Little League team come to one of our games, which was awesome to have them come out onto the field and get to warm up with us, which was really cool for them. I can, as they were, they all had all big smiles on their face. And then <laughs> I also got to talk to one of the dads of one of the kids and I was able to really? get one of his phone numbers and I still text him today. I keep him updated on how we're doing. I've been, they've been trying to come out to a I game. I didn't know but, this. Yeah. But they've been trying to come out to a game, but they have not been able to yet. But yeah, I remember texting um, them like all last season and my, one of my favorite moments when I was texting them and I totally didn't expect it is we were in Enid and we were playing Pro River and I had hit a home run that game. And I mean, I got a text from my mom and dad and that was all expected, but I got a text from him too. Yeah. And it was the longest one of them all <laughs> say, saying all this stuff about the game and everything. It was, it was awesome to, That's sweet. I mean, even though we fell short that game to come back on the bus and see that text. It was it was awesome to see that. Yeah, East Lansing Little League actually reached out to me last year, and we we talked about this a little bit. But they mm-hmm. they reached out with a really simple thing. They wanted to know if we had any extra baseballs, and it's a common question. I think you look at a college program, and you're going to figure they've got a lot of baseballs. But if anybody really knows our backstory, we we didn't really have a whole lot of baseballs, and we kind of managed together a couple buckets of some balls that were in pretty rough shape, and and some other team gear that was a little bit miscellaneous or mismatched or whatever and gave that to them and and it's funny because you know if you look at a college program and you're you've got some bad baseballs you're going to have some people complaining about those and you give them to a little league program and it was it was like gold to them so it reminds me of a saying you know i i felt bad because i didn't have any shoes which tend to have a few new balances but I felt I felt bad because I didn't have any shoes until I met a man that didn't have any feet and it it, you know that perspective is super important perspectives incredibly important in the game of baseball as well because you know you could you can line out four times and be 0 for 4 for the day and that hurts your average and your on-base percentage and everything else but 
you know, if you have four barrels, that's the perspective that we drive in our program. And we try to, you know, because of the core values and being selfless, it's more important to put the egos away, drive for something that's more important, that's team oriented, uh, to, to have joy, to, to have happiness, uh, to not chase the right side of the scoreboard, but to chase standards. And we've been in some games where the offense has put up a lot of runs and the, the pitching staff has held the other opponent to not very many runs. And if we're chasing the right side of the scoreboard, we start getting a little lackadaisical. We start taking at bats off or innings off and things like that. But we try to, you know, really teach that we're competing against standards and we're competing against the game and that's it. And it's not about what name is on the opponent's jersey. We're competing against ourselves. We don't do a whole lot of scouting reports in our program. You don't see, you know, in our dugout a whole lot of things out there about the teams we're playing because we're more concerned about what we're doing and we're trying to be our best and we're not trying to beat the other team we're just trying to be our best and and if we do that and we've done that this year and we did it last year too we do that and we do that really well then the results pretty much take care of themselves and i i one of our podcasts i was talking to coach modaf and i said i don't this team might lose every game they play this year but I know that we're still going to have a lot of fun and the players are going to learn an absolute ton. And our coaching staff is going to be <laughs> learning a lot, too, because in life you're you're never staying the same. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. And that's a hard thing for people to think about. But if, if you're not getting better, you, you are getting worse. And in the game of baseball, it's the same thing. You can't you can't as a college athlete, you can't go just take the summer off and not swing or, or throw or whatever it might be, and then expect in the fall to join a roster again and be in a good spot, you know, it's just because you've gotten worse. Mm -hmm. And it might not have been intentional. You, you didn't want to get worse, but, you know, that's that's kind of what happens. And, you know, we see a lot of that in our program when, when we take time off. And that time off can be around the holidays or or anything else or the mandated times off that we have to have. And I know that's something that we stress, I mean, on the recruiting side alone, where high school kids are, are super excited to, to commit somewhere and they're happy to come here because they feel like this is the right fit to get them where they need to go. And they usually call me and they usually tell, call Coach Cutter. And I've been in on a couple calls with Coach Cutter where he stresses like, yeah, the congratulations, but the work is just beginning. And you know, really pushing, you know, when you, you need to be ready when you step in in the fall to, to play a part in this program. And, and it's the same with returners like, like you, Chris, where you know what it takes and you know, that, that summer in between the end of your freshman year to the start of your sophomore year, it's really what, two, two and a half months here. Right. And, but mm -hmm. that's pivotal. Like those eight weeks off or 10 weeks off, they can set you back months maybe maybe half a year right more more yeah absolutely you know i would i had a couple tv interviews over the last couple of days and somebody one of the reporters asked me how important do you think it is to have kids that are multi-sport athletes and and what he was kind of getting at was hunter shaw kicked a game-winning field goal in high school to mm -hmm. win a state championship and he wanted to know how important that was and in a lot of ways, competing at high levels is is super important. That's one of the biggest things that you can do. If you're competing and dominating a certain level, then you need to start playing at a higher level so that you can be forced into those uncomfortable situations and those weird feelings. Um, but how important, were you a multi-sport athlete? I was. Do you think that helped you? Uh, I would say definitely. It was, I mean, having competition in other sports in different ways is huge. I mean, just being able to compete in general. Okay. What sports did you play? I played basketball. Okay. But basketball is a weird season for baseball players because it starts in the late fall and goes basically right up until baseball season mm -hmm. starts. So if you're not, you know, incredibly intentional about baseball as well, it's going to be pretty hard to put down a bat or stop throwing for those months that basketball season goes and then pick up that bat or baseball mm -hmm. and be good. Did, did you struggle with that at all? 
Um, I did a little bit. I found time towards the end of like basketball season to start swinging in cages and stuff like that with high school with my high school coach. We would have like early practices like before the season with like four man team like four mans okay. where we would practice. So like during those times, I was able to. When did you know that you were gonna play college baseball or that you wanted to play college baseball? Uh, I knew my whole life that I wanted to play college baseball. Really? Okay. Yes. And you're a Division One commit. Where are you heading? I'm going to Western Illinois. Hey. Go next, baby. Neck Lo- up. Yes, yep. sir. Love that. Love that. Well, was that a pretty hard choice? Um, it wa- It wasn't a huge cho- hard choice, but it definitely was an exciting choice. I was super excited to finally get the opportunity to play at the Division One level. Um, it wasn't something I had the opportunity to have in high school. So to be able to work for it and finally get that opportunity was awesome to get it. And, you know, finally kind of wrapping, that's the beauty of going to a great junior college program. Mm -hmm. Your story, and we have other stories in our program, that's what makes it special here. Coach Cuts Corner is recorded live in the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Dedalian Lowry. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it and follow us on all the platforms of social media. You can find more about our program at lccstars.com. And donations to our baseball program can be made at the same site. See you next time. Featuring the faculty, staff, students, and others that help to make Lansing's premier college what it is today. LCC Connect, Mid-Michigan's connection to Lansing Community College. To find out more about our featured programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. For service members ready to make their transition into a civilian career, Lansing Community College helps veterans navigate their educational path with the option to earn college credits for military experience in related fields, personalized support from confidential counseling to help find VA benefits, and fast-track programs in information technology and medical specialties. To find out how, visit lcc.edu and search military credit. Hi, I'm Melissa Kaplan, and I host a show called Galaxy Forum on LCC Connect. It's all about the creativity in our classrooms and on campus here at LCC and the connections we have with the community. You can catch Galaxy Forum here on LCC Connect or listen anytime at lccconnect.org. I'll never forget the day I decided to go out for the football team. Mr. Banks, the JV football coach and my history teacher asked me to stay after class. I thought I was in trouble. He said, hey, Darius, have you thought about going out for football? I think you'd be great. Fact is, I never played football. Fact is, I never had anyone tell me I'd be great at something. So with no experience at all, I signed up. And a week later, I padded up and was running drills on the field. I never was great but playing high school sports was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I was accepted by my teammates, and I learned that when someone believes in you, you can believe in yourself. Encourage a student you know to take part in a high school sport. This message presented by the MHSAA and the Michigan Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. You're not too cool for me. And in return, I reciprocate that sentiment. I'll never be too cool for you. I was a man with a plan, but now I'm a dad with a decree, and you can't take that from me. Please let it be noted that I told my job they can dock my pay. Right now, it's just too important to take you to school every day. I want to be legendary for you. I want you to puff out your chest when you go to school the same way I do. I walk taller because of you, because I found everything to live for. That's Dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Founded in 1957, LCC has addressed the needs of Michigan industries through education for more than 65 years. 
Anchored by the downtown campus located in the heart of Lansing, LCC serves mid-Michigan communities with additional campuses in Delta Township, East Lansing, and Livingston County. The college offers more than 200 degrees and certificate programs and is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Those interested in learning more about LCC may visit lcc.edu slash youbelong. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Welcome to the success scenario. I'm your host, Dustin Abrego. On the success scenario, we meet and hear from current LCC students, people just like you who face adversity, why they chose LCC, and how they turn their situation into a successful one. I'm here with... Hello, my name is Jeremy Breton. And it is Jeremy's birthday today. So round of applause for everyone, right? 41 today. Oh, dude, congrats. Thank That's you. a great age. Um, tell us a little about yourself. Uh, you're currently a student here at LCC, right? Yep, in my third semester here. Okay. I started in the spring. Um, I moved to Lansing about seven years ago. Okay. I had to get away from Jackson. It was no good for me there. Mm -hmm. So I relocated here with $2 in my pocket and I was homeless. And I tried going to college when I first got here in the city. Just stable roof wasn't over my head. So it was hard to get committed into studies. So it just never worked out until now where opportunities have come into play where I'm able to do things now. And it's a great feeling. That's huge. I mean, I feel like I even struggled with like if having internet or a laptop or things, but you're talking about, Hey, like I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight and things. That's really huge trying to navigate that. But then you also wanted to go to college at the same time. Like what was your motivation to like get into classes and start taking things? Even if you like immediately moved here with, like you said, literally $2, not sure where you're going to sleep. Like, a lifetime of regrets and doing the wrong, making the wrong decision. Okay. I figured that might as well make a right one. Okay. So it's just been slow and steady uh, here in Lansing. It hasn't been easy because I've mm -hmm. been homeless several times here. Sure. Um, even got evicted during COVID. Oh my gosh. That was a tough one. But I checked in to get some help mentally because mm -hmm. I was really mentally unstable. Now I'm on the right medications and stuff that sure. I'm able to focus sure and not be all scatterbrained sure um so it's not your first time at college uh is lcc like your first school then that you've tried starting at then or no i went to jackson community college at first i took a year off from high school mm -hmm. i had two for years coming straight out of high school because mm -hmm. my gpa was so high nice but i was also had a job where i was making really good money mm -hmm. so i didn't last but maybe a half a semester Dropped out, and then the company folded five years later. And then I got another job working at Spartan Chassis in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. I was building uh, military vehicles. Oh wow! And they lost out on the military contracts, so I lost my job again. But that time they had the No Worker Left Behind Act, mm -hmm. so I went back to college. And that time it was called Jackson College. They changed the name, mm -hmm. and uh, I made it a whole semester. I just didn't keep pursuing it. Okay. I just wasn't mentally ready for it, I guess. Sure. So what do you think's changed for you? Because you said now that you're like in this place and you have set yourself up for success in different ways, right? Like having that system, um, being aware of like resources around you and things. Uh, what was like the tipping point for you then that you were like, you know what now? Like, I know you said you had like lifetime of stuff behind you. What was that tipping point when you like got here and you're like, no, like this is, I'm doing this for me. Um, that's a good question. It was actually when I started to become more spiritually sound sure, and more mentally sound. Yeah. And, uh, just the reef, the focus is different. Mm. Um, I'm done self-sabotaging myself. So I'm like, I want to keep, just keep moving forward. And if I stumble along the way, just get up and keep moving forward. So the tipping point was just being homeless all the time. And it's so hard to get things going when you're, like you said, worrying what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep. And it was that, that last time I was homeless, I was like, no, I got to get help. And it's been 
it's been that ever since I've been getting help. So, and keep doors, keep opening new people. Keep coming to my life. Mm-hmm. Such yourself. Cause <laughs> well, I've never had an opportunity like this and this is perfect to step outside my comfort zone that I'm normally, you know, yeah. shrouded with my brick wall. Yeah. Um, but it's good to let that down every now and then and just open mm-hmm. up. So, I want to ask you stepping outside your comfort zone. Where, where is that coming from? Cause I clearly don't understand like in the perspective of like where you've come from and stuff and your experience is unique to yourself. Right. How does opening yourself outside your comfort zone help you? Um, Cause I feel like if people have faced like challenges and went through the things that you've been through that they would want to seek comfort. Right. Cause they hadn't had that in a really long time. What is it about like, opening yourself up to new things like where what's that drive does that kind of make sense what i'm getting at okay the drive is uh because i've always been like a soul person like sure i didn't have a lot of friends sure um i always kept to myself mm-hmm. but that gets lonely sure uh you don't have nobody to open up to so the more i'm able to be open with people yeah. the, more, the more they're open with me mm. and it just becomes a mutual mm-hmm. friendship mm-hmm. so i'm I'm in the right place. This is that college here at LCC has been the only place I've ever felt like I actually fit in. And that's, and that's big for me because out of all my jobs, never felt like I fit in. Mm-hmm. I was always bullied, but here I'm giving opportunities. Like nobody makes fun of me and there. And if I do make a mistake, it's like, okay, or change this. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to take constructive criticism a lot better instead of being defensive all the time. Mm-hmm. And that just makes you an angry person when you're defensive all the time. Mm-hmm. I have I have a family member who's defensive all the time. So Gotcha. Okay. Um I did not set you up to say that, by the way, so everyone's aware, but I'm grinning like an idiot over here, making sure that like <laughs> um that fulfills me and makes me feel good that like you feel like you belong here. And that's an important aspect of like what we do because education's for everyone, right? right. Um but you said also a job. So you do work here? I work here as well. Okay. What do you do here? I work in the Center for Academic and Career Pathways. I set up appointments for the academic advisors mm-hmm. and answer questions when I can. Um, mm-hmm. not right. do, I get to answer right. all the questions because there's a whole plethora <laughs> of them. But I get right. to I get to learn mm-hmm. learn the system by teaching it to them. So it's it's a good job. It's First office job I've ever had in my life, mm-hmm. and it's I love not having to beat my body up where I can just like, use my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think um, about working and being a student? Because I feel like maybe initially when you viewed it, you were like, well, I need money. I'm here already. Let me do this. Do you think it's helpful to you like working at the college and like being a student at the same time? Is it kind of just more challenging with time. Like, uh, it's definitely more challenging with time, mm-hmm. but, uh, I love, I love their, um, stance on student first. Mm. So if they, if I ever need time off, they're like, yeah, here, go do your homework. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've never had, I've always went to college, but I never worked at the same time. Sure. So I thought, let's try it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear so many people doing it. So, mm-hmm. and I know I can do it. So you feel supported being a student then while working as a student as well then? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Great staff I work with. I mean, everybody's great in that office. Um, you do a great job on the phone, Jeremy, for people that aren't aware. Um, you do sit, I don't know, like 30 yards from me, like far enough that like I can maybe hear you answering the phone if it's quiet. But like, um, so we do cross paths in that way, which is great that we had this opportunity to connect and um, chat and whatnot. So, absolutely. So you're at college. What are you studying? Where are you going? I feel like that's the question everyone always hits you with. Like, okay, so what are you what are you gonna do, right? I'm actually studying the vet tech for the veterinary and technology. Okay. Um, but that could be changing. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, All I'm right. In a psych class, and I'm really starting to dig. Okay. So that's a whole nother <laughs> whole nother thing of itself. All we'll right. just see how how things go. You know, get my prereqs done, but I would love to transfer over to MSU because they got mm-hmm. one of the best vet clinics in the world. Mm-hmm. So that is the plan for right now, but it's ever evolving. Cool. 
what is it about that tech program here or like working with animals? Like what, what do you want to do? What is it about like working with animals that you like? I just get a sense of just freedom. I'm mm-hmm. free and it just brings such joy to me to just mm-hmm. be with animals. Mm-hmm. Like I understand animals more than I can understand humans sometimes, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we all struggle with that. That's right. okay. Yeah. But I, I make it to MSU campus quite mm-hmm. often. I feed the geese and mm-hmm. uh, I take peanuts there and I feed them. So Okay. I, the I didn't weekend. know that geese ate peanuts. Okay. Oh, yeah. all right, all right. Take it right out of your hand. I, I'm sure they would take many things out of my hand. I feel like they're just usually like aggressive. So I just stay away, but right. I, I didn't know that they like peanuts. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, talk to me about the psych class. What do you, I just like how the mind works Okay. and how people, um, how they, um, compute information mm-hmm. and how you might do it differently than somebody else. or they view the world differently than you. And it's just a, it's a give and take mm-hmm. that I, I actually, I love. It's, okay. It's, I love how the mind works. Do you think, what is it about the mind working? Is it for you to be able to understand others? Is it you understanding maybe yourself? Cause I feel like sometimes I read stuff and I go, it and I'm, again, I'm not relating science and like fake things, but it almost sometimes reads like a horoscope where like you read something that you've never come across before and you're like, Oh crap. I do that. Like that's me. Like, <laughs> uh, which is it for you? Other people, yourself. Like, it's actually just a, a different perspective. Okay. It might get me to think in a different way, which mm-hmm. sometimes my brain gets firing too fast sometimes, mm-hmm. but I, I love meeting, having that connection with somebody like, Hey, you ever think about thinking about it this way? You know, it's so it's mm-hmm. a, them challenging you mm-hmm. and then you challenging them in return. So it's, I like that. You find it rewarding. Oh, definitely. A sense of joy. I get a sense of just, yeah, it's definitely, especially if you can have somebody smile or open up their eyes and that's a great feeling. And if we might not like it right at first, but <laughs> right. I, I do like it in like overall mm-hmm. in the long run. When you say like, oh, I was looking at that and like, I don't know, maybe it might change. Like, do you have a potential of what you'd be interested in doing with that? Cause um, you know, that could be like counseling. That could be like, like there's so many things, right. That that could be like, I have no idea. Um, did you have a thought with it? Probably. Okay. Um, I don't know how many times I had people tell me I need to be like a motivational speaker or something down that line. I've had countless of people tell me that. Okay. What? I don't know if I want to do that or not. But yeah, sure. Sure. It's okay. It's all a waiting game. Okay. Why do people tell you that? I think it's just cause I'm, I can talk well with people. Like sure. I just had a, at church yesterday, I just had a kid come up to me and he says, mm-hmm. well, you speak well in front of people. So I feel like I'm dying inside sometimes <laughs> when I'm like, cause if I don't do my grounding techniques, sure. My okay. anxiety will get the best of me. Mm. So curling my toes in my shoes is a big grounding technique for me. Mm-hmm. I'm actually doing it right now. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you ever find that surprising? Because if you're having to, you know, ground yourself and like go through these techniques that totally work for you and work for many people, right. You're backed by science. Um, do you think it's ever curious or interesting when people are like, you speak really good in front of people and you're like, you have no idea like how fast my heart and like my mind's running a mile a minute. Like, do you find that surprising? Uh, yeah. When they can, when they can see me not dying inside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome Mm -hmm. because then it makes me like, you know what? Then I can like, when I, catch myself not grounding myself or mm. uh, feelings get too high. Mm-hmm. I usually pause and have to regather myself and it's slow breathing. Mm. Good techniques overall. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Over a lifetime learned them. So, <laughs> and I mean, I feel like that lifetime experience really does help the amount of times that like, cause I've done public speaking or for this job or other things like that. Um, and people will say like, oh, like you're really good at that or whatever. And I go, that feeling of it being discomfort, right? And doing it, even if it's like in just your communication 101 class, right? That feeling never goes away. <laughs> I feel like you just get better at like, yep, this is what this is, right? Like it's like tying your shoes or like washing the dishes. Like the first time you're like, I don't, how do I do this? And then like 
oh, I figured it out. And you just keep getting better at it. I don't think it's necessarily, I mean, sometimes I feel like I get enjoyment out of it, but do you get something out of it when you do speak in front of people or is it? Um, It's not usually when it's happening. Sure. It's usually afterwards and mm. then it all hits me like, cause then I, I pick apart what I said, mm-hmm. like down to, I got OCD when it comes to writing stuff or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. gotta, it's gotta sound perfect mm-hmm. when I read it out loud. Mm. Cause if it don't, then it's just crazy in my head feeling. Gotcha. So it doesn't line up with maybe like what you're feeling. Versus right. What you're saying. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Um, so besides psych, what other classes are you like feeling with? Or like, did you maybe realize that like, Oh, I hate that. And then now that you're in it, you're like, Hmm, this isn't the worst. Like maybe it was a challenge. Cause you've definitely viewed some things of that. I think other people would put in their way and be like, I can't do that. Um, or I've come from this, so I can't do that. Um, but it seems that you've reframed stuff of like how to view obstacles as a challenge. Cause people like challenges. We don't hate like work and other things like that. Right. But. So I was on a communication, communicate, uh, excuse me, mm-hmm. communications class over the summer. That was probably the most challenging class I've had so far. Just cause it was during the summer, you got shortened weeks. But on top of that, it was learning to deal with communication. I didn't know there was that many forms of communication. And you can name them all right now if I ask right. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it just went by yeah, too course. fast. No, I, very little material stuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I was a little little weary of that class, mm-hmm. but I pulled a 3-5 in it. So Heck yeah, man. Nice. Yeah. So after you're in it, though, you're like, oh, I can totally do this. Even though summer classes do move a little faster for people, right? Um, was there like a point? in it where you're like, Oh, I got this. Or was it just you gaining traction doing one foot at a time thing? In it? it was definitely taking the material one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely not easy to, to be able to write analytically. Mm-hmm. That is a whole art in itself. Um, I didn't really quite write analytically in that class, but sure. it was a learning stone. So, so hopefully my next, next writing class, <laughs> I'll be able to do a little bit better. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, how do you think you prioritized yourself as a student? So you had all these different points where you're like, I'm going to choose me, right? I'm going to choose the long road that's going to be more rewarding than something short. How did you go about trying to prioritize you being a student and like putting that first because you could have chose, well, I'll just find a job and just go back to work and do other things. But you're like, in the long term, I want to do this career, but I need to do the education first. So like viewing that long term goal, how did you prioritize yourself with that? So uh, I'm bouncing around to different jobs. Mm-hmm. I know I, I get into a job and I learn it. I mm-hmm. lose focus in it. I lose interest in it so fast. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, career, that's that's lifelong. You can take that with you in any state, anywhere you want to go. So that was the the prioritizing. Plus, all my friends were, like, bouncing around to different jobs. And it's just they didn't look happy. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to try something different. So here I am at college. Has that been hard for you having people that, like, are not here? Uh, so friends or loved ones or other people that you're connected with that don't go here? for them to maybe like grasp and understand like what you're doing maybe. So it's uh it's definitely hard because I don't get to see them mm. cause I have to, I'm focused. Yeah. Of course. And my social life, it's, I don't have one. It's non-existent right now, Okay. but I have goals. So mm-hmm. it'll come later on in life. Just not right now. Okay. But I do keep in touch with them. Okay. So you're keeping in touch and stuff, but it is because you are working here and then like how many credits are you in right now? I'm only taking eight. Okay. Right okay. Just because I, I knew the math class was going to be so extensive. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know it until <laughs> got into it now, but it, it is so much work involved right. in that, and it eats up a lot of my time. And you're going to tutoring or just spending a lot of time working on that and stuff, though? Yeah. Even when I go to tutoring, it still takes me a while to figure it out. Sure. Of course. So it, I usually just try to figure it out on my own, mm-hmm. and it, each section probably takes me two, two and a half hours online to 
to finish each section. Sure. So it takes me all week to get the homework done. Okay. But I want to be able to grasp it, not just rush through it mm. or have somebody tell me the answer. Okay. That's not what I want. Well, and I think having that understanding for you to move forward will be like, that's how you're viewing it, right? Is you're learning a skill or a trade and thing and not, I'm just doing a check mark and maybe like the communications class that was more of a check mark moving mm. forward, which is okay. Right. Right. And, um, like my undergrad was in like communication and broadcasting. So I'm not like, you know, to each their own of what things totally mean. Could I name all those communication styles? Absolutely not. I couldn't remember <laughs> any of them right now. Um, so what is something you're proud of as a student? Carrying a three, five after not being in college for 15 years. That is huge. Yeah. Like I was, I was really worried about, cause I was, it was during COVID where, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of it was online mm-hmm. and online real time. I'm like, I don't even know what, what this even consists of. Right. So my physiology class was all online and that was difficult having that kind of material, just being online. Mm-hmm. So if I ever had another science class, I would love to do it in person. Okay. So what would you tell first semester self you knowing what you know now? Like Talk when to you your first success <laughs> coach and get, get better time management. Okay. That is something that I struggle with still. Okay. And I don't reach out to my success coach as much as I should, but <laughs> I feel like you indirectly touch base with all of us individually when we're in our, right. um, and we're in the office and whatnot. Um, do you feel, and so I sit on the one side of the table, right? Being success coach and you being a student. So I see what I think I've like, I'm picking up a pattern of things working with students more often than not. I don't think the work is not too hard or for people to understand it. It might take them a amount of time, right? Working on math and stuff. I'd probably be the same way. I'd have to spend a lot of time to really understand the concepts right? because those things just don't click for me. Um, like it does for other people. Do you think it is more so time management or actually how hard classes are that maybe would prevent you or others from like, you know, having a three, five or like other things. Do you think it, the time management is that heavy of a weight? I believe it, it's definitely uh helpful because mm-hmm. instead of, you know, waiting all week to get jam packed your whole homework and mm-hmm. uh, getting it done in one night, mm-hmm. do it little increments throughout the week. And it seems to be going better for me now that I'm doing it that way. So I'm able to get and have one day off for mm-hmm. just for myself. Mm-hmm. And I usually take Saturdays off for myself and then, get right back at it again Sunday. Plus I'm also a brain where if it, if I don't see it often, mm-hmm. <laughs> I lose it. Gotcha. And that muscle memory for sure. Right. What would you tell others thinking about starting at college um, or coming back after some time like you did? What would you tell them um, if they're like, you know, I'm not sure. I don't know if I have the time right? Because people have families, a bunch of other stuff going on, working full time or other things. What would you tell them if they were like thinking about it and being like, I just, I'm not sure if this is for me. What would you maybe end up telling them? Hmm. That's a good question. (laughs) So for me, I have to tell myself I am not my GPA. Mm. Um, That is, that is huge Mm because I I lose focus sometimes when I see my grades dipping a little bit, Mm. I start to lose focus. And then nasty thoughts creep up saying, well, maybe you can't do this. But then I really step outside myself. I'm like, yes, you can do this. You just might need a break right now. Mm-hmm. And learning to, learning to take breaks is another big one. Mm-hmm. And if you're first coming into college, don't jump into it like I did and take, especially after being off for 15 mm-hmm. years, I jumped in and took three classes right off the bat. Okay. That was stressful. Okay. But I like the structure of it. Mm. So that's why I'm coming back again for another semester. Yeah. Um, do you think the structure of just like classes or just you managing your time has like helped you to be successful? And what is it about the structure that really like works for you? You know, so it's definitely um, had one good writing Had my first writing teacher. She really helped me like focus and slowing down. Mm. and really uh, 
say what you mean, but in, in, in shorter sentences, because mm-hmm. I get wordy sometimes. Sure. So for me is, uh, it's definitely in the time management part. Um, and the slowing down because mm-hmm. my brain gets, it gets going mm-hmm. and I don't know how to stop it sometimes. So, and then that also helps exercise in my brain mm-hmm. actually makes me tired mm-hmm. to want to lay down at night and I mm-hmm. get right to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, and cause I'm not a big sleeper, Sure, but being in college, yeah, working out my brain, <laughs> yeah, I get sleep now. Yeah. Yeah. I also see you hitting the gym and stuff like at after work usually, right? Right after work. Okay. Um, that's something that helps me decompress. Mm-hmm. And then I usually sit out by the river about an hour. Okay. And then it really makes me decompress. <laughs> so you use the gym here at LCC? Here at LCC. Okay, cool. Got it, got it for a lifetime. So. Okay, there you go. That's right. Uh, what would be advice that you'd tell someone that is maybe struggling of, I'm not sure if this is for me. I'm not sure if college is for me. You know, maybe they're having some of those like bad or self negative self-talk of like, I don't know if this is for me because we're at the point in the semester where, yeah, we're past certain things, but maybe the first big test is coming in first, you know, big assignment. You're, you're grinning being like, yep, I have a few of those starting right now. Right. <laughs> uh, what would you maybe tell someone being like, I, I don't know if I can do this or I don't know if I should or whatnot, because you're committed to this. And I can tell from the way that your GPA and what you want to do with your life and all those things. What would you try to tell someone to like, help pull them along for the rest of the semester and reach stuff. out. There's so many resources here that will help you. Mm-hmm. And with the tutors over there in the learning Commons or here in the learning Commons, yeah, is the best. Mm-hmm. I had, I had great tutors in my spring semester. I didn't really reach out in the summer because mm-hmm. I kind of just thought I could handle that one myself, but <laughs> <laughs> should have reached out for that one. And sure. then now I get tutored on my math as okay. well right now. Okay. And I just got a, email on the psychology tutor. So Mm -hmm. I might have to reach out for that too. Just a, another perspective. Mm -hmm. Again, they they might see something that I don't. And then Mm -hmm. it opens up my eyes and knowledge is great. (laughs) So you feel this support network really helps like cement your success moving forward? Oh, absolutely. And now I'm at an age where I don't, I don't mind saying I need help. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When did that change for you? Do you think it, did at some point or have you always been someone that's like, yeah, I want to hear what people have to say or no, I've always been, like I said to myself and I can do it myself. I mm-hmm. don't need no help kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, there's certain things you need help at and, mm-hmm. or at least I do. Mm-hmm. So I, I reach out, especially if I feel like I'm drowning. No help, help. Where do I turn? Sure. And I work in a department where they can point me in any direction. <laughs> it's like, here you can go get help here. Yeah. So, the people are just sitting 10 feet from you right. would help and, stuff. <laughs> and most of the time they get my answered, my uh, questions answered right there in the spot. So that's awesome. Yeah. Anything you want to leave us with where, how you're feeling or just enjoy your time here at LCC. Mm-hmm. Cause it's going to be over within a blink. I'm already in my third semester and it feels like I just started. So it's going to be over really, really fast. So I'm going to enjoy every moment here. Cool. Well, we look forward to hearing about all the successes and things that you're going to accomplish and move forward. So thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the success scenario. You can listen to this episode and past episodes anytime online at lccconnect.org. The success scenario is a program dedicated to inspiring students towards a path of success. I'm Dustin Abrego, and if you're a current LCC student with a great story to share or know someone with a story to share, connect with me on Twitter or at LinkedIn at Dustin Abrego, A-B-R-E-G-O. Until next time, success starts with you. This has been a presentation of LCC Connect a weekly program that features the voices, vibes, and vision of Lansing Community College. All shows featured on LCC Connect are recorded at the WLNZ Studio, located on LCC's downtown campus. Each program is podcast-based and can be heard anytime at lccconnect.org. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on one of our shows, 
connect with us by emailing lcc-connect at lcc.edu.